Cameron George. I'm sure you heard the name if you've been watching Cell TV. If not, well, his story, unbelievable. However, we didn't tell a story today. My kids call him Kava Cameron or Kava Cam. And why? Because he's a wealth of knowledge on Kava. I know you've heard of the CBD craze. I believe, Cam believes, others believe, Kava is more powerful. So wait till you see the benefits of Kava, but it has to be real Kava. He talks about that. He devoted many years to this because it was one of the products that saved his life and allowed him to be able to detox because he was stuck on uh, benzodiazepines because of all of his sensitivities from being sick. Well, this was from pain to purpose, and now he's Kava Cam. But you're gonna hear an amazing story, yes, but he's gonna talk about an amazing product that I use all the time. Sleep, anxiety, you name it. Even just neurotropic, uh, breaking through brain fog and using it even during the day, let alone sleeping at night. All right, stay tuned, you'll love Cam. Hello everyone, welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome back a familiar guest and friend to the show, Cameron George. You'll likely remember him as Dr. Pompa's former patient and now researcher developer of the fasting and stem cell products mentioned in episode 282. But Cameron is also the founder of Cavaplex, a project that has been many years in development and is centered around delivering safe, palatable, user-friendly, traditional kava products to the modern world. Cameron is here to share the many, many amazing benefits that kava can offer when it's used correctly in its traditional form. I cannot wait to hear more, so I will turn this over to you too, as I know your conversations are always filled with tons of well-researched material. So let's get started and welcome Cameron George and Dr. Pampa to the show. Welcome, guys. Thanks so oh. much for having me. <laughs> yeah. Well, my kids call you uh, Kava Cam. <laughs> Kava Cam, welcome to Cell TV. You're no uh, beginner here. You've been on Cell TV one, two. Is this your third or fourth? Oh, it's fourth or maybe fifth. Yeah. Anyway, you know, if you haven't watched the episodes, uh, you know, from the very beginning, I mean, Ashley will put all the episodes in. Because you have to hear Cam's story, and we definitely don't have time to uh, tell it, but it's from pain to purpose like mine. And, you know, through it, Cam, like myself, found the passion for researching. And, you know, we have to tell a little bit about it, because how Kava, like, why did Cam get so into Kava? Well, uh, there was a, a medication um, that's a benzodiazepine, um, which is basically calms the nerve system. And it allowed Cam to function uh, even during the detox and during life. And we were trying desperately to get him off of this med. And the problem is, is he wasn't able to. So he started researching uh, different plants, different herbs, and kava was the magic for him. But tell that portion of the story, Cam, so they understand how you got so into every nuance of kava. I mean, you are the Kava King, man. I mean, everything. And now you've developed a new product that I think all of our viewers are going to benefit from. So, Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting how I just sort of fell into this and it was one of those right place, right time type of things, right? And this is a, a plant that's just like many other, you know, supplements, compounds, plant compounds that are available. It's, it's nothing new, but it's 
it's a rediscovery and something that needs to be introduced in the correct way into sort of a modern you know context like for for more practical use so that people can actually get the true benefits of it mm -hmm. um yeah you know i i've told my story many times on here before for people who have heard it i'm sure um but <laughs> i was i was one sick puppy i was <laughs> i was um you know you know one of these really really complex cases uh, that are becoming unfortunately more and more common very very sort of unexplainable plethora of different symptoms um, in a nutshell it was full-blown autoimmunity uh, started with brain fog and fatigue and ended up in full-blown environmental illness chemical sensitivity um, you know consistent seizures reactions anaphylactic reactions I was re reacting to everything in my environment which happens whenever the body's sort of, I guess, metaphorical stress bucket becomes overburdened and immune system goes crazy, nervous system goes crazy, you know, limbic system goes crazy as part of a protective response because the system has been so stressed out. It's just essentially a form of PTSD that manifests both neurologically and immunologically. So it's just a complete explosion and, and hypersensitization of, of the body, right? Yeah, I mean, I was there. Um, I, was and there that was, I mean, after I got... My life mm -hmm. back in many ways, um, energy, focus could work out. I was left in this state of hypersensitivity to chemicals, molds, environment, and it was a disaster for me. I didn't have this when I was going through that. And that's, here's the product you actually, you know, spent so much time researching and creating. But okay, so, you know, with that, Cam, um, you know, we, you know, the Clonopan became your, uh, you couldn't live life without it. Explain what that did and why, uh, you know, and what, you know, what we kind of knew right. we had to replace to get off of that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is really going to hit home for so many people out there because I'd say out of all the clients and patients, the doctors in our network and elsewhere, you know, you know, functional medicine doctors, standard, um, you know, allopathic doctors as well. Um, one of the key symptoms that most people in the the midst of a chronic disease process express is anxiety and insomnia. And that's because so many of these chronic illnesses are a combination of different stressors that yeah. rev up the body's nervous system and, um, and, and the body's limbic system as well. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of these are neurotoxic in, in origin, right? So these are neurotoxic yeah. illnesses, or at least neurotoxins play a, a key role in the accumulation. And that was a key yeah. part of the solution of how I got myself out of it as well, too. But anyway, so, you know, because so many of these conditions are, you know, conditions that express anxiety as, as one of its key symptoms, and also one of the symptoms that makes it very difficult to even you know, have your wits about you enough to, um, you know, to pull together and do the combination of things that's actually going to get you well. Because whenever you're in a state of perpetual anxiety and sleeplessness, it's very, very difficult to have a clear perspective on anything and remain motivated and, and just sane, right? Um, and that was a situation that I was in, except for mine was even on the absolute extreme where the reactions that I was having um, were, you know, sending me into seizures, you know, sending me into anaphylactic type of situations. And so they were actually dangerous and at some points actually quite lethal. Um, but even if you're on sort of the more mild part of that spectrum and you're one of the millions of people out there suffering with sleeplessness, anxiety, irritability, um, you know, just you know, one of the key signs of, of, of a chronic illness, a lot of people end up on these benzodiazepine-like yeah. drugs not because they want to go on medications. I mean, who wants to go on a medication or be dependent on one? But 
this epidemic of anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, all these things is exploded so tremendously that people are desperate. So a lot of times, I mean, it works for most people, right? I mean, it gives them some type of symptom, not everybody, but you know, and and, but here's the problem is it works on the short term, but the long term effect becomes disastrous and very difficult to come off. Well, just like any drug, the principle of, of, you know, synthetic pharmacology is the, the art of borrowing from tomorrow to pay for today, basically, right? Like with your chemistry, right? So, you know, just like using alcohol, right? If you have anxiety or depression and you use alcohol, if you take a few shots of vodka or tequila, you get results, right? But that's not a solution because you're going to end up worse and worse and worse the more you do that. Because instead of creating more of these chemicals that you're lacking, these these inhibitory chemicals that, that calm your bodies, these hormones like serotonin and GABA and these things, you're actually just using up what you have. So you end up more in debt with your own body's chemistry. And this is, this is something like whenever we were in the midst of my process, I was heavily dependent on these benzodiazepine-like drugs. And the problem was is that I had gotten a level of tolerance. They weren't even helping me anymore. And if I were to stop them or start to taper, my nervous system would go through the roof because it was so depleted from the use of it. And I would also go into a withdrawal process. And like any withdrawal process, your body tends to ricochet in the opposite direction. Um, and the withdrawals actually can be lethal at their worst, right? When it comes to benzodiazepines, similar to what we see with opiates and things as well. Um, so obviously, whenever we were in the midst of my process years ago, we got to a point where I couldn't tolerate anything because I was so sensitive. I couldn't take the smallest dosage of a supplement. I couldn't even, I wasn't sleeping. Right. My nervous system, it's a negative feedback loop. I just kept getting more and more and more revved up. My anxiety was through the absolute roof. And I just needed something to make the process a little easier to get my reactions down, to calm my nervous system, allow me to sleep, make the detox more tolerable so I wouldn't be in a total absolute meltdown every second of every day. So we were looking for a, a plant-based analog, meaning um, you know, something out of the plant or fungal kingdom out of the natural world that acted in a similar way on the nervous system that bound to the same receptors as these benzodiazepine drugs, but without creating the tolerance and withdrawal type of symptoms that you get from the synthetic compounds. And which is something that is a feasible thing to be looking for in nature, because a lot of times when you talk about plant compounds, these things, just like our bodies, they're naturally occurring. They're far more complex um, than just a single molecule like a, like a synthetic drug is. Our body recognizes them and can interface with these natural compounds because it's a living system as well, right? A plant is from a living system and it can interface with your body. And many times plants are not addictive for that reason because the body doesn't see them as foreign. Um, so it, it's able to interface with those compounds right. without creating the depleting effect on your chemistry. Uh, yeah, so so it, in other words, more complex. Compatible. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so people coming off, you know, looking for something like this, which at that time, you know, we, we didn't know if it would work or not. You know, I just said, hey, get oh, every, yeah. every natural compound, let's find that, you know, mm-hmm. works on the same receptors that these benzos do. And let's see mm-hmm. what happens. And really, I mean, you've tried them all, you did it all. And it wasn't just kava. You realized it was specific strains of kava. Then it had to be kava done the right way. So kind of talk about that. And by the way, folks, uh, if, if anxiety, sleep, everything that Cam just said, uh, you know, this helps. However, it goes beyond that. I mean, this, we, we've learned a lot, lot about this. I mean, this, this helps the body in autophagy. I mean, this helps the body do so many things. Athletes can use it for better recovery, deeper sleep. I mean, there's a lot that bends up. I would argue the craze right now of CBD 
I think this is the next craze. I mean, because it does so many things that CBD does better, actually. And I'm not throwing CBD under the bus because, you know, oftentimes the combination of the two is actually really good. But oftentimes this actually works better for people than CBD. So Cam, talk about though, all the, you know, what you found out about the right kava and that most of the kava that you go to the store and buy, it's crap doesn't work because most people like myself would go, oh, I tried kava, I didn't notice anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the CBD comparison is a fantastic one. And it's one that I always use when, try, when trying to get people to understand the significance of a product like this or of a plant compound like this, because you, most of us are aware that there are a huge, you know, that there's a huge number of different applications that have become popular in regards to CBD, right? So it's not just, you know, something that's being touted for anxiety relief and stabilizing mood and enhancing deep sleep, but it also has immune modulating effects and reducing inflammation and has some possible mechanisms that could help in the process of beating cancer, right? And we talk about the cannabinoid system and stuff and kava is the same way. And the reason is, is because these compounds that come out of nature um, have hundreds of different active constituents that, like I said, are very biological compatible or, or biologically compatible. And it's because they come from the natural world, right? And so, um, you know, just like with, with cannabis and just like with hemp and CBD, kava, we know now um, after going through all of the research, which there's more on kava than there is just about any other plant out there besides cannabis and a few others, um, that it has so many different applications outside of what it's most famous for, which is anxiety relief and, and um, you know, mood lifting and stuff, right? Um, it's, it has a lot of different metabolic effects, and I'll go into some of those uh, you know, in a moment. But just to address the quality issue, whenever I first started researching kava, and, and first of all, I mean, yeah, we tried a lot of different compounds, CBD being one of them, and CBD is great, but it just wasn't enough. And all the other ones like chamomile, you know, valerian, passionflower, lemon balm, all of these other um, compounds that bind to these really inhibitory um, receptors, these GABA receptors that are so crucial to kava's uh, central mechanism, um, you know, they just aren't strong enough. They're, they're very subtle. They're good for a healthy person, but they really don't have that sort of acutely medicinal punch that say like alcohol or benzodiazepines would. And if you're researching anxiolytic compounds that, that appear in nature, then you're going to come across kava. But whenever I first came across it, I said, well, I've already tried kava and I had, you know, there are actually some preparations you can buy over the counter at Whole Foods and other health food stores that are called kava kava. And that's sort of kind of like an American type of name uh, that's given to kava extracts, which are not kava at all in 99.9% .9 of cases. Um, and so I really didn't think that it was that big of a deal because I had tried those capsules before and it was, you know, akin to the effects that I would get off of a cup of chamomile tea or a soothing, you know, uh, you know, cup of like reishi mushroom four sigmatic tea or something. Um, and so I just wasn't that impressed with it. I'm like, well, it's sort of in that same wheelhouse of some of those other inhibitory compounds. Um, and then I got in contact with a couple of individuals who, um, were from the islands, which is where kava originates. So, uh, from Fiji was my first contact and then in Vanuatu which is an island chain right off of, of of Fiji and that's where it that's you know like I said that's where it originates um but I said well I've tried kava can you tell me anything else about kava how to use it am I doing something wrong because the literature is showing all these these effects the anthropological accounts are showing all these it's absolutely sacred to this whole group of people going back 3,000 years what am I missing and they said well you haven't tried real kava You've tried these extracts. And I said, well, what's the difference? And we started to go down that rabbit hole, 
started to look into the literature and, and you know, some of the doctors, researchers, scientists that were making these clear distinctions between the two types. And basically traditional kava is a drink preparation yeah. um, in yeah. these islands that they've been preparing out of the roots of Piper methysticum, which is a small shrub in the pepper family. Um, and you have to make the traditional preparation with either pressure or, um, or some kind of a, a grinding and kneading and a specific type of extraction um, to get out the full entourage of active constituents that all work together to bring out its full effects. Whenever you use traditional extraction methods, like the methods that are used for these products that you find in health food stores, um, you use what's called a solvent, and a solvent is a uh, is a substance like alcohol or when sometimes. You, when you say traditional, you mean in this country traditional, not kava traditional. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So the ones. True traditional kava is what I'm talking about that's actually the drink, and that's really where the magic is. Um, traditional extracts, yeah. right, yeah. you know, in, in, in our, um, you know, country yeah. and countries around Salt. the world are the ones that you find in capsules and, and all these other different uh, forms. But they're made by using what's called a solvent like alcohol or sometimes something a lot worse like acetone or methane or some of these things. And basically, it's a substance that you mix with it to perform an extraction. It, it grabs to certain things and pulls them out. The problem is, is that, Kava's potency really relies on the entourage of all of these compounds, the larger ones, the mid-sized ones, the smaller ones, all of the active constituents, which are called kava lactones, um, and then all the enzymes that help accentuate those kava lactones in your body, as well as increase their bioavailability, help them make it to the cell, et cetera. And the problem is, is that solvents grab a few of those compounds and separate it out and you reduce the potency by like 80 or 90% whenever you do that, and you kill some of the effects totally. So you end up with something that's just a small shade of what real kava actually became famous for, mm. right? So once I made contact with some individuals in these islands, they started sending me some, some good, high-quality, good strains of really, really good um, you know, kava root and told me how to prepare it traditionally. So I prepared it and it's a tedious process. You have to yeah. squeeze it in the strainer bag for 30 minutes. You get gunk everywhere. It comes uh -huh. out in sort of a film that comes to the surface. There's tannins and root fibers and you end up with something that looks a lot like muddy water. Yeah, and I, it I tastes like it. it too. <laughs> it tastes like it too. So it's, it's basically muddy water. It's what you're drinking. But I got effects so quickly off of doing that. Yeah. The first time I took it, I noticed it. But then there's also a cumulative sort of crescendoing effect with kava because it builds up in your system. It upregulates these systems uh, as opposed to what you get with a synthetic drug where you get less and less of effect. Uh, you know, the longer you take it, it's sort of the opposite. But as I started to use it, um, you know, uh, yeah, after about two weeks, I was totally blown away by it. After a yeah, month, you know even I, I think that's an important point. You know, I, I forget like the kind of the challenge that you say, maybe it's the 21 day challenge because you know, if you can keep people on longer, the effects actually go up, right? Which is opposite yeah. of many, like a, a, a street drug or a drug, right? Yeah. It's like you kind of have the well, more effect in the beginning, it gets less. This is opposite. It works up. Yeah. And this is just, um, you know, the, you know, one of the amazing things about plant intelligence and about plant pharmacology is that it's complexity interfaces with your body totally different than we would think of um, with like a synthetic pharmaceutical. We know that with any synthetic pharmaceutical, you're going to get the most prominent effects the first time you take it. Your body's going to you know, create a tolerance around that because it's a foreign molecule and it's going to say, hey, we have too much of this chemical. We're going to stop producing that chemical in our own body, right? right. Um, but with kava and, and, and cannabis is like this too to some degree, it's very complex and it, inter it 
it interfaces with the receptors in a very different way that we know actually now from some of the data coming out that it causes cannabis cannabis is cbd folks yeah right exactly so yeah so cannabis is marijuana or cbd depending on which type that you're using but um you know we know now from some of the data coming out that we're actually seeing what we call a reverse tolerance and what the traditional natives have called a reverse tolerance for many many years where it's just the opposite the more you use the more of an effect that you get and the less you actually need and this is happening because instead of downregulating and depleting that chemical in your body, so in this case, it's working on the GABA system, which is the primary system for the brakes of your nervous system. So it just shuts the system down, allows you to sleep, relax, all that stuff. It's what benzos work on. Um, but so instead of depleting that system, we actually see an increase in GABA receptor density and GABA A activity, um, you know, in in the nervous system over long term use. It, the, that continues to increase the longer a person uses it and then eventually levels off. So it's not only giving sort of a, you know, an acute therapeutic action um, to the person like a benzo would, but it's also helping to rehabilitate the underlying deficit in the nervous system, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just, this is part of plant intelligence, right? There's an intelligence whenever you get things out of the natural world that you just can't mimic with a synthetic compound. And so the efficiency is just, that's where a lot of science is really going is understanding that we have to use science not to contradict or undermine the intelligence of the body, but to actually be able to harness the intelligence in nature yeah. and amplify it in various ways through extraction methods and potency and so well, on. Talk, talk so. about Cavaplex. Uh, my, my you know, son loves it. I love it. Um, talk about, from what you just said, you know, what you ended up doing with this, because that process um is very difficult as you said oh it is it is the muddy water we don't want to be making muddy water so you know talk about how how this came to be and um (laughs) it was a godsend matter of fact i just i just took some of it i actually really like the taste for in yeah kava that says a lot because kava is strong oh it does and yeah that's kind of funny because that was the first problem that you and i ran into whenever we started trying it on other clients and patients giving it to the doctors and uh and really sort of like, you know, unofficially promoting it because we were seeing such profound effects. Um, and in myself, just to touch on a couple of the effects that I got from it, I was able to get off benzodiazepines yeah. in a couple months, basically unheard of. My reactions reduced by 70 or 80% within that two to three months. I mean, it was just miraculous. I never would have expected results like that. But once we knew we had something special with it, like this was something that just hadn't been brought into sort of like the Western context in its true traditional form. It's sort of this hidden gem. Um, you know, then it was a question of, okay, now we're giving it to people or recommending it to people. And 80% of them are coming back and saying, this stuff tastes like garbage. Yeah, Remember I, my, my clients that were like, you know, really needed this. I'd be like, just call cam. He'll walk you through it because it's like, (laughs) you know, you know, walking people through this process and then convincing them to drink muddy water. Um, yeah, the one they did, they got the result. Exactly. Well, the thing is, is not only is it tedious, but if you screw it up and if you don't get the water to the right temperatures and if you don't apply the right, right amount of pressure, yeah. then it's not nearly as strong. And so you'll get a different effect every time. And it's a nightmare. It, then you have like crap everywhere in your kitchen. It takes like, you know, a long time to clean up. It gets your strainers all gunky, you know, and stuff. And, and it tastes, yeah, I mean, the taste is not good at all, right? And then you have to it's one thing to do that like once in a while, but we're asking these people to do it every single day. And so that takes like 30 minutes out of your day to do it. And, and again, and like, a lot Cam, of people- You gotta make this process simpler. We yeah, gotta exactly. get this traditional 
kava with the right kava lactones in a product that's simple. <laughs> right. So then we started doing some R and D, uh, and you know, once we realized that we really wanted to roll with this and to bring this into a marketplace in a real way, because no one else is doing it. We're so far ahead on this. Um, obviously, people have tried, but with traditional solvents, and they don't understand the unique pharmacology of and, and the chemical composition of kava, and actually how to get out its full spectrum of constituents in a palatable, user-friendly form. And so I started doing, I had already been doing R&D on different stuff because I just, um, you know, I spent the better part of, you know, the last decade just scouring medical scientific literature, building relationships with people across the industry and doctor scientists, researchers, product formulators, all kinds of stuff. So I already had built up sort of a yeah. reservoir of yeah. uh, knowledge on this stuff, uh, which now came in handy, obviously, right? So um, I started, you know, looking at different ways that we could extract this and basically a um, you know, a good friend of mine who's, who's a mechanical engineer from Germany had um, developed a method of processing seed oils right that, um, that, yeah, that, that were absolutely undamaged, right? Um, which, which is, you know, just a profound thing because it's very, very difficult to do that, um, to press uh, at really low temperatures without grinding the plant material or the seeds and pulling oxygen down into it and oxidizing the compounds and you know, kava, hemp, all of these things have the same problem, right? So, um, and we needed a solventless extraction. We needed something that was applying pressure without heating it up past like 95 degrees, right? Or, you know, a little bit higher than that probably, but was difficult to find. So we, we finished up this process and developed um, the process, which is a special hydraulic, uh, you know, pressing method that on the other side you get basically a pristine kava oil we also use a type of sunflower uh you know that we press it with to get an undamaged you know sunflower oil out of it that's not inflammatory like a standard you know damaged sunflower oils a lot of times are but the lecithin in that acts as a carrier for the lactones and so we press those two things together and then we pull out this very pristine oil on the other end that whenever we subject it to lipid peroxidation testing and uh, what's called a cavalactone chemotype test. Basically, that means we're looking at the material at, at the kava plant material before we're creating the extraction, and then we're measuring it in the oil afterwards. And we get what's called a chemical fingerprint, like a, a six-digit chemical fingerprint, and that tells us the ratios and the amounts of the active compounds of the six major active compounds. Measure it before and active after, and they're almost identical, meaning that we haven't created any denaturing, and we've actually harnessed sort of the full spectrum of the active compounds. So it was, it was a unique breakthrough and it actually sounds even simpler than it really was to dial yeah. the pressures in and to, and even just the, you know, the mechanical work behind the scenes on, you know, developing this pressing technology was huge in and of itself. So that was the thing. And so once we knew that we had something great, then, um, you know, we made it in a palatable form yeah. that, uh, you know, that tasted fine too. So then we started uh you know testing it out on clients and patients and we got something that was really really unique yeah. so, um, uh, no, so now it's palatable and friendly what's the typical dose and when would somebody take this yeah so so i think i may have touched on this before um as in in regards to when a person would take it um the the strain of kava that we used in in the launching of this particular product um, is a strain that can be taken pretty much any time of day. There's like 200 different strains of kava, just like with cannabis. Some are more daytime, some are more nighttime. 
Some are more nootropic and cognitively activating and some are more sedating. And this one is really balanced. So it's not going to put you to sleep, mm -hmm. um, it's, but it's still going to relieve anxiety. So it's, it elicits kind of a calm focus that kind of runs in the background. So it's, it's from a strain called Baragu, a really popper, uh, uh, popular strain out of Vanuatu. Um, so they can take it basically any time of day. Um, obviously do a little bit of experimentation. I usually recommend like late afternoon. Um, but I, I usually would take one to two droppers full and you can go quite a bit higher than that because it's a, it's a food grade product. It's not concentrated or denatured in any way. So you can take up to, you know, four to eight droppers full if you really want to go to that next level with it. You can also mix it in like a bulletproof style coffee um, if you're wanting to sort of take it as, as sort of like a nootropic, but, uh, you know, take the edge off of like the caffeine, um, both caffeine and MCT both intensify the absorption, both you speed up the absorption. So it kicks a lot harder whenever you add it with either MCT or caffeine or both. So people are doing that as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get good results basically any time of day. We wanted to make it as versatile as possible with this first product. We have a lot of other products on the horizon that are in development right now. Some are actually much stronger. Some are dialed into specifically nighttime. Some are dialed into more of a powerful nootropic that's not sedating at all. Um, but this first part, we wanted to make really versatile. We wanted you know, to make it in a concentration that was subtle enough that you could take it any time of day with a strain. You could take it at any time of day. And it would sort of run in the background. It's not too overly intense. Um, so it's so it's extremely versatile. We do have a product that we're going to be launching um, in the next couple of months, hopefully in November. That's uh, that's going to come in little packets. If you guys have seen companies out there like Four Sigmatic that have those little mushroom packets, it's a new powdered extract that's uh, quite a bit that kicks quite a bit harder than this one, um, but sometimes less is more. So it's uh, it's it's going to be geared more towards. Um, you know, nighttime and that next level of like, you know, therapeutic application. Well, that, that product. You know, uh, my son broke his back. I, some of you watching this or listening to this know that. And uh, Cam um, was gracious enough to send uh, Daniel some of those new versions coming out, right? And Daniel fell in love with them. Uh, you know, obviously you break your back and he was bed bound. They told him for 12 weeks. Uh, two weeks later, he was actually a walking whole story there. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but he, sh I mean, he should have been dead and he should have been paralyzed. He was neither. But obviously, we had to get him off of OxyContin. Um, and the Kavas you sent were part of that, him coming off of that very quickly, actually. So thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really amazing. I mean, Kava is definitely one of these sort of uh, safe, psychoactive, you know, hidden gems. And it's, it's psychoactive in a form where you still maintain your sobriety. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't interfere with fine motor skills or anything like that. But, you know, we've seen everything in the literature. There's just such a huge body of research uh, on kava for drug and alcohol abuse, for pain, reduction in inflammation, um, for you know, epilepsy and seizure disorders. There's even a whole paradigm of research. A lot of the excitement is around kava as a, as a therapeutic agent in cancer too, because we know that it activates autophagy and helps with keto adaptation. It helps put your body into that self-recycling mode that we talk a lot about and we talked about on past shows with the cell clear. It's, it's sort of an extra adjunct to that whole process in the body, which we're huge fans of. So for keto adaptation, suppressing appetite, activating autophagy, um, as well as the anxiolytic effects, reducing cortisol, you know, enhancing mood. Um, it, it really just is a profound substance. And some of the products we have coming in the future, 
that are more even geared towards more therapeutic and some even recreational, safe recreational as sort of alcohol alternative and stuff. Like we have a line of drinks that we're working on that are, are even more potent on that side of things. Um, you know, kava is, is an amazing safe recreational agent that people can migrate to um, instead of alcohol all the time, right? Instead of, um, instead of benzodiazepines, obviously, and any type of illicit drugs, but it gives you that sort of social enhancement without impairing any of your fine motor skills and totally not addictive. In the islands, they have kava bars. Yeah. And in Vanuatu and yeah. Fiji, they have 20 times, 10 to 20 times as many kava bars as they have regular bars because they prefer it to alcohol. So there's a big application just you know, you know, bringing something in like kava into the culture uh, because I think we're looking for things right now. The CBD craze has proved that, that are, that are non-pharmaceutical alternatives, natural alternatives to pharmaceutical and drug agents uh, that are non-addictive because we need these sort of safe crutches, even though like kava is not the ultimate big answer. There's no magic pill or powder or yeah. lotion or potion. And I'm not saying that kava totally healed me and made me well, but it was, it was a crutch, but a safe well, crutch that made my process way easier. It allowed you to go higher levels of detox. You know, yeah. I mean, we got you up to regular doses of detox mm -hmm. where you, you have to understand he was taking drops of cyto detox at one point. I mean like one or two yeah. drops. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and he it was, made my life. Yeah. So we, with, with the common, we were able to ramp up, you know, so much faster, right? Uh, just to knock down the sensitivity. Okay, here's a good one, though. I mean, with all the news right now of the, the vaping and people are going to have to move away from, you know, a lot of the things they're vaping, right? I mean, they're even getting bad CBD with bad marijuana. And it's, you know, I mean, um, some of the preservatives that are in there, I've been saying, gosh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to oxidize that in my lungs. Um, you know, could kava help people make a transition from some of those things? Absolutely, because kava affects multiple different systems in the brain that regulate cravings and that regulate mood and that regulate, um, you know, spasticity and all of those things we just discussed. It affects the GABA system. So we touched on that. And that's sort of its most profound mechanism, but it also affects the serotonin in a light way and then the dopamine system pretty substantially and some strains more than others, but it affects it. Um, it acts as a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, monoamine oxidase B inhibitor to be specific. And basically what that means is that it uh, helps block an enzyme that, that metabolizes or breaks down these, these dopamine-like catecholamines in our, in our nerve system that regulate our cravings and that give us pleasure and such. So it affects dopamine in a way that doesn't deplete it, right? And that's very rare for a substance because most things that affect the, the dopamine system are highly addictive for that reason yeah. Yeah. because they create a, 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 a dysregulation and a downregulation, a desensitization. The more you use, say, cocaine, <laughs> you know, or say like a psychostimulant like Adderall, um, you know, it's going to desensitize your receptors to dopamine. We don't see that with kava. Um, and it's actually able to sort of prop up that dopamine system and keep you satiated while you're transitioning off of, off of substances of abuse. And that's a common denominator of all of these substances of abuse. That's why it's good for all of them and better for some that hit on some of the same different chemical systems as kava. But because it affects dopamine, anything that's addictive basically affects dopamine yeah. to some degree. And so, you know, whether it be nicotine, whether it be opiates, whether it be, um, you know, psychostimulants, Adderall, all of those things, even though they're psychostimulants, and this is something that's to relieve anxiety, it has that component to it. So it's great at just relieving the stressful process 
of transitioning off of anything. So if you're trying to adapt or you're in any transitional process in your life that's causing, that requires an adaptation, adaptations are stressful. And this helps right. taper down the stress hormones and make you more adaptable to I, almost any change. I had, uh, I had a client um, that used it uh, successfully for just controlling their appetite. When we were keto adapting them, they were in trouble fat adapting. So there's a, a, another benefit. Look, we're at a hard stop, um, but tell them, well, I, I think we have a special link um, for, with Revelation Health has offered something. So I'm sure Ashley will provide it um, to get uh, Cavaplex and um on revelation health um i don't try it uh you know that's all i can tell you there's so many darn uses and you just saw me just taking it now so uh cam yeah you're a wealth of knowledge man especially uh in the world of kava kava cam as my kids say <laughs> i have all the answers well you know i i'm sure we'll have you on again especially as some of the new products um come out because they're so useful you know our our followers our health seekers, you know, people looking for, um, to get their life back. And this is a tool, man, that's was, you know, invaluable to you and many. I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of product myth busting on health hunters too, as well. We'll be, uh, <laughs> we have a chance to take some deep dives and some, into some different myths around products. Yeah, I'm I love sure. it, man. We love it. We, we see yeah. what's real and works, you know, because we've yeah. been so sick for so long. So, right. You know, it's the real deal. It's not a gimmick. You know, my big, one of my big pet peeves is, is you know um, you know some of the just horrible quality control that goes on in the supplement industry and in most industries. I mean, they're trying to cut their costs yeah. and so on. Yeah. And if you don't have quality as one of your sort of cornerstone ideals or one of you know your 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 cornerstone um, um, motivations for what you're trying to do, then you're going to end up compromising quality and uh, yeah. cleanliness and therapeutic potency are two top priorities. And then we sort of let the price needs to be what it may. Um, but, uh, we're also working constantly on getting the price down for, well, I, I was interested in, a, uh, I used to drive a Ford Bobcat. Okay. So, uh, wasn't interested in one of those. I was interested in the Ferrari you created it. All right, Cam, we'll have you on again. Thanks for being on cell TV. Awesome. See you guys. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back next week and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We truly appreciate your support. You can always find us at CellularHealing.tv. And please remember to spread the love by liking, subscribing, giving an iTunes review, or sharing the show with anyone who may benefit from the information heard here. And as always, thanks for listening.